Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Friday, August 11th, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you had a wonderful week. I hope you're going to have a wonderful weekend, and I want to welcome all of you to My Daily Trivia. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day. That's right, every day, Monday through Friday, we do take the weekends off. But Monday through Friday, each day gets progressively harder. So today is Friday, which of course means today will be the hardest day of the week. As always, if you find this episode to be a bit challenging, I encourage you to listen to it anyway. You never know, you might know the answer to a question, and if you don't, you might just learn something. And as always, uh, starting on Monday, we have the easiest round of the week, so I encourage you to check in again next week. If, however, you find this round to be a bit simple, well, congratulations to you. Then this is as hard as it gets, but as always, you should listen next week, no matter what. So, without further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. Which traditional African dish consists of a thick stew made with ground peanuts and various vegetables or meats? And the answer there is mafa. Mafa, also known as peanut stew or ground nut stew, is a stew that is a staple food in West Africa. It originates from the Mandika and Bambara people of Mali, although it was uh, significant with the expansion of groundnut cultivation during the colonial period. Mafa has also become a popular dish uh, all the way across West Africa and even outside of West Africa, such as in Cameroon and in France. Recipes for the stew, of course, vary widely, but commonly include things such as chicken, tomato, onion, garlic, cabbage, and leaf or root vegetables. Other versions include okra, corn, carrots, cinnamon, hot peppers, paprika, black pepper, turmeric, cumin, and other spices. Mafa is traditionally served with white white rice or fufu and sweet potatoes in more tropical areas such as the Ivory Coast. A variation of the stew called uh, Virginia peanut stew uh, even actually traveled with enslaved Africans to North America. So, the traditional African dish, there are many varieties, but it is called mafa. Moving on to question number two, what is the capital city of Lesotho? And that capital city is Masaru. Masaru is the capital and the largest city of Lesotho. Located on the Kaladon River, Masaru lies directly on the Lesotho-South African border and has a population of 300,000 people, at least as of the 2016 census. The city was established as a police camp and assigned as the capital after the country became a British proctorate in 1869. Prior to Lesotho's independence, Masaru had remained relatively small. It was contained within well-defined colonial boundaries and had very little room for growth. 
while the British had uh, very little interest in developing the city, uh, when the city actually achieved independence in 1966, Masaru retained its status as capital, and the city experienced rapid growth and expansion. A fun fact is that the name of the city is a Sesotho word meaning red sandstones. So, capital of Lesotho is Masaru. Moving on to question number three. What was the birth name of the American rapper and musician Mac Miller? Mac Miller's birth name was Malcolm McCormick. Malcolm James McCormick, known professionally as Mac Miller, was an American rapper and record producer. A self-taught musician, Miller played piano, guitar, drums, and bass all by the age of six. He first started rapping at the age of 14, later beginning his career in Pittsburgh's hip-hop scene in 2007 at the age of 15. In 2010, he signed a record deal with the independent label Rostrum Records and released his breakthrough mixtapes Kids in 2010 and Best Day Ever in 2011. Miller's debut studio album, Blue Slide Park in 2011, became the first independently distributed debut album to top the U.S. Billboard 200 since 1995. Miller struggled with addiction and substance abuse, which was often referenced in his lyrics. On September 7, 2018, Miller died from an accidental drug overdose of cocaine, fentanyl, and alcohol at his home at the age of 26. This hit me particularly hard because I was a fan of his all through middle school and high school. We are, in fact, very close in age. And so, Mac Miller, Malcolm McCormick, big fan. Moving on to question number four, what is the name of the first mass-produced car with a fully aluminum body introduced in 1994 by a German luxury automobile manufacturer? And that German luxury automobile manufacturer was Audi. Audi AG is a German automotive manufacturer of luxury vehicles headquartered in Ingolstadt, Bavaria. The origins of the company are complex, dating back to the early 20th century when several manufacturers merged. The company formed was called Auto Union and employed a logo of four interlocking circles to portray the four brands that had merged. This is the same logo that Audi still uses today. The company name is based on a Latin translation of the surname of the founder. The founder was August Horsch. Horsch means listen, and uh, it became Audi in Latin, uh, because that's what that's what listen is in Latin, is Audi. Audi's slogan is Forsprung durch Technik, which is translated as progress through technology, and the company, along with the German brands BMW and Mercedes-Benz, is among the best-selling luxury automobile brands in the world. So, once again, that mass-produced car with a fully aluminum body is Audi. Moving on to question number five. Which ancient city, often referred to as the Rose City, 
is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and is famous for its intricate rock-cut architecture. And that city is Petra. Petra is a historic and archaeological city in southern Jordan. Now, I'm going to get some of the names here incorrect. I'm sure my pronunciation will be poor, but bear with me. The city of Petra is adjacent to the mountain of Jabal al-Madba, in a basin surrounded by mountains, forming the eastern flank of the Arabah Valley, running from the Dead Sea to the Gulf of Aqaba. The area around Petra has been inhabited from as early as 7000 BC, but the city flourished in the 1st century AD when its Al-Khaznan structure, believed to be the mausoleum of the Nabataean king Atreus IV, was constructed, and its population peaked at an estimated 20,000 inhabitants. Although Nabitan Kingdom became a client state of the Roman Empire in the 1st century BC, it was only in 106 AD that it lost its independence. Petra fell to the Romans, who annexed Nabita and renamed it as Arabia Petria. Petra's importance declined as sea trade routes emerged, and after an earthquake in 363 destroyed many structures. In the Byzantine era, several Christian churches were built, but the city continued to decline, and by the early Islamic era, it was abandoned except for a handful of nomads. It remained unknown to the Western world until 1812, when Swiss traveler Johann Ludwig Burghardt rediscovered it. Famous for its rock-cut architecture and water conduit system, Petra is also called the Rose City because of the color of the stone from which it is carved. It has been a UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1985, and UNESCO has described Petra as, quote, one of the most precious cultural properties of man's cultural heritage, end quotes. It was also voted in 2007 to become one of the new seven wonders of the world. So, Petra, a.k.a. the Rose City. Moving on to question number six. What is the term used to call a group of dolphins? A group of dolphins is called a pod. Dolphins are social mammals that interact with one another, swim together, or protect each other in these pods. They also hunt for food as a team. Pod life also plays a very important role in protecting dolphins from predators such as sharks. Most pods contain anywhere from 2 to 30 dolphins depending on the species and the situation. However, there are occasions when pods gather with other pods to form super pods of 100 or even several thousand dolphins. Currently, there are 42 dolphin species which are grouped into five families. The oceanic dolphin family is by far the largest with 38 members, and there are four river dolphin families. However, classification is not an exact science, and as more information and discoveries come to light, Deliberations will continue, and some dolphin species are likely to be further split into more than one species and or subspecies. Also a fun fact, dolphins have some of the most elaborate acoustic abilities in the animal kingdoms. They make various sounds, including whistles, 
clicks, squawks, squeaks, moans, barks, groans, and yelps. So a group of dolphins, if you see one, that is called a pod. Moving on to question number seven. In Disney's The Little Mermaid, what is the name of Ursula's human alter ego? Ursula's human alter ego was called Vanessa. Ursula debuted in the 1989 adaptation of The Little Mermaid, where she is voiced by Pat Carroll as a sea witch who is scheming to take advantage of the ambitions of King Triton's youngest daughter, Princess Ariel, in order to usurp the throne and turning merpeople into seaweed for her garden. When Ariel saves and falls in love with a human named Prince Eric, much to her father's chagrin, Ursula temporarily grants Ariel's wish to live as a human for three days in return for her voice. If she successfully earns a kiss from Eric by the end of the third day, Ariel will remain human permanently. If she fails, however, she will turn back into a mermaid and belong to Ursula forever. However, Ursula is determined to sabotage Ariel's and Eric's budding romance at any cost. When she realizes that Ariel and Eric are falling in love, Ursula transforms herself into a beautiful young woman named Vanessa. She hypnotizes Eric, tricking him into agreeing to marry her instead, but Ariel manages to thwart Ursula and Eric's wedding. And through a series of events where Ursula nearly gets away with everything, she eventually is, of course, killed by Eric the hero. Uh, the movie came out in 1989, so hopefully I'm not spoiling anything for you. Uh, but uh, but just so you know, Ursula's human alter ego is named Vanessa. Moving on to question number eight. In traditional Japanese music, what is the name of the three-stringed musical instrument that is plucked with a large triangular plectrum? And that three-stringed musical instrument is called the shamisen. The shamisen is a three-stringed traditional Japanese musical instrument derived from the Chinese instrument sansian. It is also known as sangin or samisen, which all mean three strings, and it is played with a plectrum called ebachi. The construction of the shamisen varies in shape depending on the genre in which it is used. The instrument used to accompany kubaku has a thin neck facilitating the agile and virtuistic requirements of that genre. The one used to accompany puppet plays and folk songs has a longer and thicker neck instead to match the more robust music of those genres. The most famous and perhaps most demanding of the narrative styles is called Gidiayu. And if I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize, of course. It is named after Takamoto Gidiayu, who lived from 1651 to 1714. He was heavily involved in the Bankraku puppet theater tradition in Osaku. The Kiryu Shemisen and its plectrum are the largest of the Shemisen family, and the singer-narrator is required to speak the roles of the play as well as to sing 
all commentaries on the action. So quite a bit of multitasking there. Once again, that three-stringed musical instrument is known as the shamisen. Moving on to question number nine. According to the Greek philosopher Plato, what is the concept of love in which a person's love for an individual gradually transcends to a love for the world, beauty, and knowledge? And that concept is called platonic love. Platonic love, as devised by Plato, concerns rising through levels of closeness to wisdom and true beauty, from carnal attraction to individual bodies, to attraction to souls and eventually union with the truth. Platonic love is often defined as a type of love in which sexual desire or romantic features are non-existent or have been perhaps suppressed or sublimated, but it means more than simple friendship. Platonic love is examined in Plato's dialogue, the Symposium, which has its topic the subject of love, or more generally the subject of eros. It explains the possibility of how the feeling of love began and how it has evolved, both sexually and non-sexually, and defines genuine platonic love as inspiring a person's mind and soul and directing their attention towards spiritual matters. Throughout various eras, Platonic love was slowly categorized into seven, seven different classical definitions. These were eros, which is sexual or passionate love, philia, the love of friendship or goodwill, storage, which I'm probably mispronouncing, the love found between parents and children, agape, the universal love consisting of love for strangers, nature, or God, Ludus, playful and uncommitted love intended for fun with no resulting consequences. Pragma, love founded on duty and reason, the one's longer-term interests, if you will. And then finally, Philuatia, self-love, both healthy and unhealthy. So, once again, according to Greek philosopher Plato, the concept of love in which a person's love for an individual gradually transcends is known as as platonic love. Moving on to our last question of the day with question number 10. What is the term for the study of the nature and properties of matter and energy? And the answer there is physics. Physics is the natural science of matter involving the study of matter, its fundamental constituents, its motion and behavior through space and time, and the related entities of energy and force. Physics is one of the most fundamental scientific disciplines, with its main goal being to understand how the universe behaves. A scientist who specializes in the field of physics is called a physicist. Physics is one of the oldest academic disciplines and, through its inclusion of astronomy, perhaps the oldest. Over much of the past two millennia, physics, chemistry, biology, and certain branches of mathematics were a part of natural philosophy. But during the scientific revolution and in the 17th century, these natural scientists emerged 
as unique research endeavors in their own right. Physics intersects with many interdisciplinary areas of research, such as biophysics and quantum chemistry, and the boundaries of physics are not rigidly defined. New ideas in physics often explain the fundamental mechanisms studied by other sciences and suggests new avenues of research in these and other academic disciplines, such as mathematics and philosophy. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be simple, well, this was the hardest one of the week, so congratulations. If, however, you found this round to be a bit challenging to your taste, well, I encourage you to check in on Monday, where we will have the easiest round of the week. As always, I encourage you to uh, to recommend this show to friends and family. We are trying to grow the audience here at My Daily Trivia, trying to grow our community. Of course, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening again to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see you on Monday. Monday.